0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. NTSP in Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You are in the sports tank with Jeremy Green, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is a Friday wrapping up after the UNC Asheville basketball game. We're going to get you ready for all of the playoff action this weekend and... Uh, also, we got some college basketball this weekend. Jeremy's Florida State Seminoles hosting the North Carolina Tar Heels this weekend. Yeah, for Tar Heel fans, you better hope we don't shoot like we did against <laughs> you'll ne- State. You'll never do that again. You'll never shoot 78% for the floor again. It was 71. But Whatever. It was 84 with two minutes to go in the first half. <laughs> and then you put all the scrubs in and they just started chucking threes. Uh, well, we were up forty at one point, so I, yeah. I I didn't necessarily pay the most attention to the last eight minutes, but right, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we will have all of it on the way for you. Asheville Police Chief David Zach is here with us in the studio for uh, the 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 beat the chief segment. Can we rename this to the Chief Beats Jeremy Senseless? Because I, I I cannot win in I, in this. I actually think we should. I I agree wholeheartedly (laughs) we named it beat the chief but uh jeremy has yet to do that actually you had a three-week stretch where i I had a great like month and other than that it has just been awful well you know once again the uh the chief has been making his hay on picking his buffalo bills and i got a feeling we're going to do that again shortly but uh, we'll, we'll get into the picks in, uh, in just a few. We'll take a quick uh, commercial break so we can stay on, on regular schedule here. Uh, well, this we... is not regular schedule because I'm afraid I'm going to have that Tom Brady problem of it's going to be past my bedtime by the time we're done with this. <laughs> but at least traffic won't be so bad. And I live in the boondocks. It's never bad for me. Well, especially when you take the back roads home. I do. I, I don't like stoplights. I will drive 10 extra miles to avoid stopping once. That is ridiculous. And you call, you'd make fun of me for being the old man. You That's the are, oldest man thing you can do. You are. You are the old man. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I drive faster than you. And at least in that respect... I got one up on you. All right. So it's 119 to one. Cool. <laughs> we got coaching news all over the place in the NFL. Apparently, the, the, the Detroit Lions have their guy. The Atlanta Falcons have their guy. Uh, uh, the Falcons don't have their guy yet. Well, they've made the offer, and it's assumed that Arthur Smith of the, tech, the Titans is going to take that job. But it's very telling when a day passes. After an offer's made, and and you haven't heard anything. Right, and it's still the report of the offer has been made to Arthur Smith. Uh, But the Jets have their guy. The Jags have their guy. We'll talk about all of it coming up here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 this hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the saving. We'll be here with you until 6 o'clock this evening. Up next, it'll be beat the Chief, or the Chief beating Jeremy. Whatever. On ESPN Ash.
1: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: Yeah, uh, Jeremy has found out trying to fight the law has not worked out well this season. It's a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> We've done this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11 weeks now. Jeremy has won three of those weeks and has not won a week against the Chief since week 13. picking all the games in the nfl against the spread we do it every week here on the sports tank with jeremy green now since you threw me under the bus in the opening there i do have to state that i'm like 50 games over 500 for the year well yeah but just when you uh, when you go against the chief you tend to lose more than you win yes that's that's all i wanted you guys only uh, only differed on two games last week. You split. Both of you lost the uh, the the Pittsburgh Cleveland game, which I think everybody lost that game, honestly. Uh, but beat the Chief as always. Brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Check her out at WNC dot com. Asheville Police Chief David Zach joining us here in the studio. So you feel pretty good about where you're sitting
1: i feel real good we're running we're running out of games we're running out of weeks so it right. gets what am i what am
0: i up uh you are uh seven still seven. Yeah. yeah the only way i'm gonna catch him is if we do a series of prop bets including the coin toss of the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> that might actually we might we might have to do that we'll go prop bets for the super bowl the la it's 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 uh, all or nothing. Hey, I'm telling you, that could be my week because I'm on vacation the week before. I'm coming back rested, refreshed, and ready to go. Oh, he's going to study up, and uh, hopefully, he has studied enough to call the coin toss and all of it. I haven't missed the national anthem but one time in like twelve years. Oh, on the timestamp. Yep. Nice. All right, let's get into the games this week. First game up tomorrow afternoon. We got the LA Rams and the Green Bay Packers. This one in Lambo. There could be some snow around, but mostly just cold. Very little. It's yeah. a, an inch as possible in the morning. Gotcha. All right. So there could be a dusting on the field by the time these two teams take the take the field at four thirty-five in the afternoon. Green Bay is a six and a half point favorite, Chief. Since you're the uh, reigning champ, we will let you uh, let you go first.
1: Well, I mean, let's let's face it, Goff is banged up, mm-hmm. Donald is banged up, um, yeah, and the pack at home, and then if there's even a, even a dusting, if any weather is involved at all, I think that all bodes well for for Green Bay, so I think it would br- kind of be uh, foolish, you might say, uh, to go against the pack, but we'll see. All right, so you're taking Green Bay
0: to cover the six and a half. Is Jared Goff still the starting quarterback of the LA Rams? Yes, he is. Is this game going to be below 50 degrees? Yes, it will be. Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Easy. This game's never close. You don't think it's close? I don't think this game's close. I do. I think the game's going to stay close uh, in our Sportsocracy Weekend Picks show. At the Sportocracy on all the social medias, be sure to like it, share it, and follow it. By you the way, you should check it out for all the new toys, if for nothing oh, else. Absolutely, we we got a new renovation of the studios. Wicked Weed has hooked us up with all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so new look. We have to beer. The, yeah, uh, like any time we want it, just <laughs> right. there, and it's cold, and it's on draft, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. Uh, but uh, definitely check us out at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias, but uh, especially. Weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live. Uh, I took the L.A. Rams plus the 6.5. I think Green Bay is going to win this game, but I think think they've got a possibility to keep it close. Jared Garf outside never goes well when it's chilly. No, it does not. Buffalo and Baltimore. That's the primetime game tomorrow night. I'm sure the Chief is... Locked in on his pick on this one. So, Jeremy, we're going to let you go first. Uh, Buffalo is a two-and-a-half point favorite at home. I liked, I mean, I, I, I'm going Buffalo. But I liked this much better when I thought it was going to snow. Anybody that says, yeah, I had a snowball fight one time, that is a very bad sign for you playing in cold weather. Because it's just different. Mm-hmm. I look at this as I get the better quarterback with Josh Allen. And I think this is going to be one of those games where moving between the 20s is not going to be that difficult. I think there will be a lot of yards in this game. I don't necessarily think there's going to be a lot of points. I think moving between the 20s will be easy, and there's going to be a lot of settling for field goals. Here's the thing. The Tennessee Titans gave the diagram on how to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Why they stopped doing it, I have absolutely no idea. But A.J. Brown, one-on-one with Marlon Humphrey, with him on the outside, went terribly. And then they just stopped. Mm Mm-hmm. Buffalo will not stop. So that means you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to wind up with Marlon Humphrey one-on-one on the outside with Stefan Diggs, or you're going to put Marcus Peters on him. What does Marcus Peters do more than any corner, maybe in my lifetime? Just like me, he likes to gamble, uh-huh. and sometimes those don't pay off. Yeah. I think Stefan Diggs has a huge game. I love Josh Allen. This is my Super Bowl team. I can't back away now. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> all right, Buffalo Bills minus the two and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Chief, you agree.
1: Well, this is going to be the most interesting game all week. I think, I think this is the game to watch. Uh, the, the Bucks and, and Saints, that's compelling with the Brady-Breeze thing, mm-hmm. but I think this is going to be the best football game played all weekend. The way I looked at it is, you know, last week the Titans and Jackson, uh, 20 points was the best they could do. And to beat Buffalo, you got to score thirty. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see Baltimore scoring thirty. Buffalo last week they only scored twenty four, but the entire first half they, their drive starts were from fifteen yards from the inside the fifteen yard line, and they still put up twenty four points. Right. So I think Buffalo can put up thirty. I don't think Baltimore can, and I don't think two and a half is enough. Yeah, you so, think?
0: Do you think your boys can uh, stand up to the rushing attack from Baltimore?
1: I think they'll bend but won't break. Yeah. That's kind of their, that's kind of their MO, kind of like what Jeremy says. They move up and down between the 20s. They give up big chunks, but then they seem to stiffen down around the goal line. And that's going to make the difference touchdowns versus field goals. But yeah. I, I, I actually thought the line here might be a little bit higher than two and a half, but <laughs> at two and a half, I liked it.
0: I'm going to give you a little, a, a little Vegas insider on this. I am convinced they made this line with the intention. Because it started at three, mm-hmm. they made this line with the intention of getting the betting public to go on Baltimore. Because oh look how good Lamar Jackson looked, and he got his first win, and blah 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 blah. He beat a bad defense mm-hmm. and did not look that impressive. We overvalued, in my opinion, because he had three good, he had three big highlight plays, and that's what we've become in, in, in the gambling community and in the analysis community. We watch the highlights. Right, you don't watch every play. Well, when you go back and watch the tape, there were some things to really not like last week. Mm-hmm. What it should, what, where I'm headed with this is, I'm convinced the betting, the 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 public is on Baltimore, and took Baltimore at plus three. The sharps bet enough to not let that move the line more than half a point. Right. That should tell you that the sharps are heavily on Buffalo. I am as well. Uh, I'm with you guys. I think Buffalo is going to win this game. I actually think they're going to win it big. Because I think they'll be able to to stretch the field when they want to. I do too.
1: They got to get a. Well, the thing is, if they get up early, and that forces then Jackson to to throw the ball and to win the game throwing. And oh, yeah. I don't think he can do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson has caught so much crap because you know he's been in the playoffs two years in a row, had not won a playoff game, and then he finally gets the win last week. And the other thing was, once he gets down, he can't come back. Well, he got down last week, and he was down 10 to nothing last week. In the day. first quarter. Yeah. Give it, you know, it, he gets down two scores, or like two touchdowns or more, because I could see Buffalo jumping out to a 21-point lead. Well, and you've also got to understand this was not a defense that they were scared of. This is not a good defense. Mm-hmm. This is a bad pass rush. This is a t- This is what I told you when I, when we picked this game last week. This is not a team that is built to beat Baltimore. They're just not. Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Moss is not going to play in the game. I you know, couldn't you're Zach Moss is like, Zach Moss is irrelevant. <laughs> Zach Moss is irrelevant to this equation. But, but it's in everything you read about this game. Oh, Zach Moss, Moss is, not is play. Moss
1: has been a huge disappointment in Buffalo. I mean, they, they thought he was going to really bolster. They thought it was going to be a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. That never materialized. So the loss of Zach Moss, Buffalo is going to be in the air all day long. Oh, irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah.
0: Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, biggest one-two letdown in a long time in the NFL, I think. I don't know that I can agree with that. Really? No. I mean, they were were supposed to be fine. I don't think anybody ever thought this was going to be like a run-heavy team. No. Josh I mean, Allen, they, they went out and got Stephon that. Diggs for a reason. I well, think that yeah, was I, I, Allen I changed the dynamic. I Allen get changed that, But it. you still expected, or I did anyway, still expected Buffalo to have, you know, a 100 yard rusher. I didn't
1: expect Josh Allen to be leading the team in rushing you know, yeah, exactly. in week one of the playoffs. Exactly. I,
0: I could, couldn't see that. <laughs> <Okay. I laughs> might not have seen that coming. Coming up on Sunday afternoon, Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. It's gonna be you know, the weather's not gonna be a factor. It's gonna be like forty degrees. It'll it'll be fine. It's not gonna be bitter cold like these other two out or the yeah, the other two outdoor games are going to be. Kansas City this morning was a nine and a half point favorite. It's now gone back to ten. It opened at ten, went down, and now it's back to ten. Okay, I have to ask you. You keep saying it's not gonna be bitterly cold. Yeah. What's the temperature in Green Bay tomorrow? It's going to be like 32. 33. What's the temperature in Kansas City on Sunday? Like 42? 39. It's oh, a six-degree it for- difference. What I was reading earlier today said it was going to be between 45 and 40. Oh, and so. by the way, the wind is a much bigger deal in Kansas City than it is in, in Greenback. Okay. Weather conditions, you're looking at about the same thing. Hmm. All right. But Kansas City's a 10-point favorite. That's a lot of points to lay down in a playoff game, Chief.
1: Agree. I did. Anybody see that happening with, with Pittsburgh though? No. That was. Well, I mean, they were down in the fr- They were not.
0: down with 14 seconds in. They're down a
1: touchdown. Yeah, that was that was insane. But I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, it's tough to go against against the Chiefs. But yeah, just I mean, we've had this conversation all season long. You know, double digits in the NFL, and now double digits in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City wins, but I think Cleveland does cover.
0: All right, so he's taking Cleveland plus the 10. This is the second time the Browns have beaten me in a week. My wife is a diehard Steelers fan. You can only imagine how uncomfortable it was in my house from about 8.20 till about 11.30. Right. I agree with everything he just said. I can't lay 10 points in a playoff game. And I look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I think they are going to be able to run the ball. Not mm-hmm. to the level that this is being... Played out, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm hearing people that are making it sound like Kansas City's a you know one of the worst defenses in the league. No, they're not. They give up yards because you constantly have the ball because they score so quickly. Right. I'm not all that worried about it. I look at this. This is one of those that you could have the late backdoor cover. I could see a lot of things happening. I don't see a path that the Browns win this game. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I will say, in the last decade there have only been maybe two times that going into conference final weekend it was the four teams i thought it was going to be yeah and the buck saints game nothing's going to surprise me yeah flip a coin if any of the three teams i have picked so far do not win i am going to be stunned right I will be stunned if the Chiefs don't win. I will also be stunned if the Browns don't cover. Yeah. Uh Kansas City is uh is a 10-point favorite. They don't blow out teams, but I was on the other side this morning. Uh I'm I'm taking Kansas City to cover this cuz I think at some point like the carriage has to turn back into a pumpkin. Like it it this is going to be over for the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. They're going to be revealed. Did you just call it right. Baker Mayfield Cinderella? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> For once it wasn't me.
1: I just think I just think Cleveland Cleveland will be successful running the ball. That keeps that keeps the ball somewhat out of the hands of Mahomes mm-hmm. and keeps the score down or at least the game tighter. And yeah, it's just that ten points, you know.
0: Well they know that's the only shot they have. That's yeah.
1: But I mean they're effective. They they can be effective running the ball. They can and,
0: indeed. Uh, all right, so both of you on Cleveland plus the 10. No, I don't like your chances of being able to come back, Jeremy. You, you haven't had a differing opinion yet. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Down at the Dome, New Orleans is a three-point favorite at home. I physically don't want to say what I'm getting ready to say. I'm taking Tampa plus the three. It is just, New Orleans does not look impressive enough to me. With the weapons that Brady has, mm-hmm. the pass rush, there are assets on the defense. It's just the, the secondary is terrible. I don't think Breeze can take advantage of it. He looks 41 years old. Mm-hmm. Brady doesn't look 43. He doesn't look 23 either, but it's, <laughs> I, I saw you shaking your head He's, a good, he's a good 38. Yeah. And I just look at Brady and in a game that I think is this close. I don't see how I can't go with, with Tom. Right. I don't know that Tampa wins it. Like I said, I think that there's always one surprise. Mm-hmm. I would be nominally surprised if Tampa Bay was in the was, was in the AFC championship game. Or NFC championship game, excuse yeah. me. And I think that's the one I'm going to take. Give me Tampa Bay plus the three. All right. Tampa Bay plus the three, Chief. What say you?
1: New Orleans has beat Tampa twice this year, right? Yes, they have. I, you know what? I, I was reading something uh, today, actually, how Tom Brady has never lost to any team three times in a row. Right. Or three times in one three season. Three times
0: in one season, yeah.
1: But then I, I, I thought about that, and I said, well, for him to play a team three times in one season— Somebody from the AFC East would have to be in the playoffs, which I, I think Miami's been the only team in the last 20 years, so I thought that whole thing was like a, right. a rabbit hole that I wasn't going to go down, so I put no stock in the fact that Brady's never lost to right. the same team three times. Um, hey, New Orleans has beaten them twice. They're at home. Uh, what happened last week with, with Washington? Uh, you know, the, the way they were able to play up, uh, put up points with, uh, what's, what's his name? I know what Tyler Heineke. He, yeah, it's like that was mystifying that, mm-hmm. that that he was able to play that well. So um Breeze ain't what he was, but yeah. he, I think he's better than Heineke. So I think I think three is enough, mm-hmm. and they beat him twice. So yeah. I I think they I think they. uh they take them down all three times this year, so i'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go with the Saints all right, so we have one disagreement this week, so Jeremy, you've got a shot at only being six games down with three games to go uh that should really make you nervous that your team is going to go down in flames <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, I just beat the chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Jeremy has not fared well against him in this little contest that we've been running here, but uh, we are we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it all the way through the uh, through the Super Bowl and heck through the off season as well. We still haven't figured out what we're gonna what we're gonna be we gotta, we gotta, about. We got we got to bet on something. Yeah, we got to bet on something. You do? We should, do you do baseball? Are you a baseball guy? You can uh, kill it no, with baseball. No, 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 I, I was about no, to say, no. that you might as well give me darts and let me throw them at the <laughs> wall. <or whatever. laughs>
1: maybe indoor lacrosse maybe we could do an indoor, indoor lacrosse, lacrosse. lacrosse that's maybe
0: that's oh we'll we'll find something that's one we'll of the yankee something. things i know nothing about indoor lacrosse yeah i don't know anything about it either i I was about to say i don't think you're taking the journey with him here on what he's trying to say <laughs> <laughs> oh to level the playing field something that you guys right, both know nothing right, about is that right. is that the idea the Beat the Chief brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Check her out at ClarissaSellsWNC.com. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll get just a bit outside. We'll do the green on green for uh, for today as well. Jeremy, how's how you been doing on your NBA picks? Did you do okay last night? Not. Uh, I mean, I've done well this week. We didn't have a show yesterday, so I didn't have any picks on the show. But so long as I don't go rogue and pick five games i'm going to be over 500 this week <laughs> okay. so been 500 three weeks in a row so well you, you never know with jeremy he may just throw every game at you tonight we'll be back right here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 In Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Whoo! Dead sprint down the hallway. Jeremy walks the chief out and then forgets his keys. oh thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, whew, this is gonna be fun. This whole schedule thing's got me. I'm all. I'm all out of sorts. <laughs> You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN, Asheville Heard, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. I wish uh, anybody could have seen that. Woohoo boy. The Sports Tank. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Yeah. Right, you know I was going to get this in before the end of the week, somehow. There are too many people in this world that have too much bloody money as Nicholas Cage. Oh, you found a way. You have been trying to tell this story for (laughs) I feel like a month. Uh-huh. Five point two million dollars is what actor and producer Rob Goff spent at auction on a nineteen fifty-two Mickey Mantle tops card. It's a PSA nine. He bought it for $5.2 million. It shattered the record that was just set months ago when somebody bought at auction a Mike Trout rookie card for $3.94 million. That was in August. That's not the part of the story, though, that kills me. The part of the story that kills me is that there are apparently three PSA 10 1952 Mantle cards in existence or that they know of. And... Uh, they apparently have a value of $10 million each. Who, who buys that? I have no idea. I thought it was insane. Like, when I was a kid, I can remember watching, like, my parents, we were sitting down watching a David Copperfield special. And I think Wayne Gretzky had set the record for the most money spent on a baseball card when he bought one of the Honus Wagner cards for, like, a million dollars. And it was insane. And then David Copperfield did the trick where he ripped up the card and then brought it back. And it was all fine. But I remember just being bewildered that somebody would spend a million dollars on one card. And here there are cards. There are apparently three cards in existence that are worth $10 million. In fact, one of them was put on display in Colorado in a UV-protected, sealed environment, like in a museum, and it was transported from the guy's house to the museum in an armored car because it's worth $10 million. Even if you stole the thing, who could you sell it to unless you knew somebody? And I don't know anybody with $10 million. We've had a couple stories this week about people just wasting money, one of them on Bitcoin. I was today years old when I realized that the Whack didn't play football anymore. Okay. It just disappeared, and I cared so little that I didn't even realize it was gone. Like, I knew it was gone. Right. But I still reference it from time to time. Like, like recently enough, it's been a thing. Oh, it's a thing again. Mm -hmm. Only now it's an FCS conference. Huh. With a bunch of teams you have never heard of. Like Southern Utah and Lamar. Lamar Odom? maybe California Baptist <laughs> Utah Valley Dixie State I'm surprised this is they what we had to change the name of that college well, not that kind uh th- this is what th- we could pick with the chief we could pick FCS games I think it would be comically bad but okay I'm going with JMU I'm down. If it's good enough for Mike Houston, it's good enough for me. <laughs> just James Madison every week. Every week, don't care the playing. You're just going to go full Chief Zach. North Dakota State, and Montana. Who you taking? James Madison. <laughs> Pick your team, no matter what. So James yes. Madison is your FCS program. Uh, that that would be mine. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we may have to uh, we we may have to put that into the into the fold. What do they start up next month? I have no clue. I think it starts. No, we're going to find something cool to do with with Chief Zach. We've we've had a couple ideas. Nothing quite hit the, nothing quite you know that was a definitive. But Russian table tennis, can we still do that? Is they nope. That's a, that, 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 that was a Rona thing. Oh, they don't do that anymore. No, I mean I'm sure they still do, but you have to bet it in slightly more nefarious places than <laughs> right. Uh, U.S. sports books are not are are not putting that up anymore. No, there's 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 real American sports for us to be able to bet on. Now. Correct. Speaking of. Time for green on green. Coffee still
1: closes
0: home. Get on the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch
1: mm-hmm. costs more than your
0: car. Then when you get the power, then you get the win. It feels weird to not say welcome back into sports <laughs> <first> thing here. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do it because I was going to laugh hard. I, I and I considered it, but we were already here. Yeah. I have three NBA picks for you tonight. First one, the Boston Celtics are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Orlando Magic. Here's the thing. This line was set when they were still in coronavirus protocols. I'm not saying they're going to have everybody back. They're going to have borderline everybody back. Jalen Brown will play. Daniel Tice will play. And Jason this team, Tatum. Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't know about Tatum yet. Tatum's not a definitive. The okay. other two I've already heard about. Tatum I have not. Even if they don't have Tatum, they're markedly better than this Orlando team. This line would have been four points higher had we known everybody was going to play. This is a do-it-now because this news just came out. Give me the Celtics, minus four and a half. Next up, the Milwaukee Bucks are an eight-point favorite against the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I don't get it. I understand Milwaukee's good, but this is not the Mavericks team that you have seen. Chris Tapps is back. They have role players, and Luka Doncic is borderline unguardable. Eight points is a lot. I don't think Milwaukee can cover that against the Mavericks. Give me the Mavericks, plus eight. My final pick of the night, and this is one of my favorites in the history of time. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a one-point dog to the Chicago Bulls. Let me ask you a question. How do I pick games in the NBA? It's all about matchups. Better it's all players. about stars. Yeah. It's all about who guards who. Right. I get Shea Gilligas Alexander defended by Zach Levine. All you need to know. Give me the Thunder, plus one.
1: Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't,
0: I got no sympathy for you. Now tonight's going to be a good night in the NBA. You got yes, a, it you is. You got a couple of good matchups. You already mentioned the Mavs and the Bucks, Celtics and the Magic, I think, is, you know, they're there. Uh, the Hawks and the Jazz, I think, should be a good one. And then you got LeBron and Zion. Yeah, that that New Orleans team is uh they're, they're they're a little they're a little thin right now. A little thin. Who else That was almost one of my that that was almost one of the big games I picked. Who else is out for them? So so Zion got put on the list, but, but he cleared back. it within a day. Yeah, he's back. Uh Lonzo's out. Several of the role players are out. Mm-hmm. The, I think they have three healthy guards on the entire team. That's it. Yeah, and one of them is Alexander Walker. So, wow. who I like? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's. He had a fantastic game the other night. Mm-hmm. You're going up against Le, LeBron. <laughs> All right, so you got Zion to guard LeBron, and and then what? And, and see my fear. Is that really what you want to do? You really want to? Well, put my Zion fear is they're they? going to put Zion on Anthony Davis, which leaves Brandon Ingram, Ingram yeah. on LeBron. Maybe you see where I'm heading. Good luck block. with that that's never going to be a good option for you um but I, I mean hey at least we have the games that we have be thankful for what we have that's what we got to do day in and day out in this basketball season there are two games tonight in the nba that have been postponed there's already uh at least one game tomorrow one the, the, tomorrow the, so the pacers game is off for with tomorrow. the wizards with the wizards right because the the, the yeah, the wizards are dealing with it. They've got the wizards five have positive five tests. positives. Yeah, they they won't play a game for a week. But I mean, this is how it's going to go for the mm-hmm. next month or two, and well, then gonna, you know, and everybody talking vaccines about, and things. Everybody's starting to talk up. Should the NBA bubble up again? No, what do you think? No, the, no. I, I thought it was interesting that they're bubbling up the G League. Well, I mean that's not hard to do with the G, well, G League. Yeah i mean it's not like you have huge you know staffs of people and security and all those things well i guess you got far less people there yeah i guess you and gotta, have less teams and you have i mean just keep mm-hmm. going it's right less 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 right well apparently they're going to take over disney again the g league's going to be down there um so i don't know we got another hour of the program coming on the way we are extending because of the uh the interruption of UNC Asheville Basketball will be back right after this. For
1: by Bar Justice.
0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at sports tank ESPN. The sports tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait! All right, special time today. ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green taking you on till the six o'clock hour. I don't know you're going to be here until it's dark. Do you feel okay about that, Jeremy? Are you scared? I mean, we all know you drive like grandma. Can you? Can you still drive at night? If, if something <laughs> happens to me, you're going to feel very bad for saying that. Oh, don't you put that evil on me? Yeah, I feel it's, it's it's it feels different. Like my timings all off, but now at least we're like full hour. All the things are good. Right. I know where I'm supposed to be and when. And you got your keys in case you have to go outside again. Uh, they're around here somewhere. All right, let's let's make sure we don't have that uh, repeat itself because I almost had a heart attack. Not running down the hallway, but trying to catch my breath during that last segment. Well, there's usually uh, <laughs> people here that you know. If, if I do that, you know. Somebody else could let me Somebody in. Somebody could let you in. Yep, not today. Uh, it is uh, It is an empty studio here, but we are hanging out having a lot of fun. Get you ready for the weekend in uh, professional football. We'll talk about all the playoff matchups again. Also, uh, all of the coaching news around the NFL. This hour of the program, by the way, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. WickedWeedBrewing.com. dot Drink different. Check us out in The Sportsocracy on Facebook and YouTube live every weekday morning at 9 a.m. You can go and see the episodes, uh, on demand as well on Facebook and YouTube at The Sportsocracy. Uh, the, they, they came by the studio yesterday, gave us a little facelift, did the, uh, the guys over at Wicked Weed. It looks fantastic. It is kind of surreal. Like, I don't want to touch anything because I feel like it's not mine. (laughs) Right. it's It's, it's just very strange to think, you know, when we launched this little, this little endeavor just six months ago, we were, you know, we had a makeshift table on a stage in a bar. And now we've got our own studio and it's fully decked out with wicked weed stuff. It is, it's growing by leaps and bounds. And we couldn't do it without you guys. Following, liking, and sharing the sportsocracy on all the social medias, which means the world to us. I had somebody yell my name as I was walking into a gas station earlier. I don't know who you were, <laughs> but uh, that always makes my na- my day when people do that. Yes, it is a uh, it is a lot of fun doing what we do. It's real, you know. It's a it's a hardship, really. Yeah, we 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 have very difficult jobs. You know, it's it's very hard to to do what we do. Right. Uh it has become official. The Atlanta Falcons announcing that they have reached terms with Arthur Smith, the former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. He will now be the Atlanta Falcons new head coach. It's probably the smallest uh differential between the age of the head coach and the age of the quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, cuz Matt Matt Ryan's what 36? 35. He's 35 Arthur Smith yeah, I was about to say it's not. It's only yeah, three years. Only three years between them. Arthur Smith is only uh, only about three months older than I am, and yeah, we theoretically could have gone to high school with Matt Ryan. <laughs> I was. Th- can you think of a of, of a case that's been closer? Quarterback and coach. Quarterback and coach in age. I don't well, think the left been... tackle of the Rams has been older than their coach for a long time. <laughs> That's true. Andrew Whitworth's like 45. He's 37, or 38, <laughs> and McVay is six months older than I am. Uh-huh. I will say this about uh, Arthur Smith. This is a really smart guy. Okay. And it's been a meteoric rise, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to understand this guy was just a graduate assistant at North Carolina 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been two years with the, uh, as the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans this past season. They were number four in points scored per game. Do you know his, do you know who his dad is? Arthur Smith? Yeah. No. His dad is Frederick Smith. Okay. Do you know why that name is relevant? No. His dad founded FedEx. Oh, nice. His, his dad's probably doing quite nicely for himself, if I had a wager. I'm sure he is. This is a really smart guy, really innovative guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, found a way to get the most out of Ryan Tannehill, who is somebody that, you know, I, I didn't see a lot in, to be really honest with you. No, I mean, that's a career that I would have gladly set on fire um, just two years ago.
1: Ryan Arthur Smith got right. the
0: most out of him. Ryan Tannehill was bust all over the place. When he was with Miami, like we, I remember having these conversations with Brian Hall, sports freak Brian Hall is a big Miami Dolphins fan. And he, it, it would seem like every week we would have these conversations of, Oh, well, or, you know, I think Tannehill's getting better. I think there's some progress there. Okay. And then next week it would come out. And he'd just, he'd be Brian Tannehill again. And then he goes to Tennessee and he becomes one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. This morning, we got into the conversation of who's had the better year, Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill, and QBR-wise, rating-wise, Ryan Tannehill's better. Only by about four points, but still better. On a hundred-point scale, that's pretty drastic. (laughs) The thing with Arthur Smith, I just hope they give him him enough leeway. This is not a one- or two-year fix. Mm Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Justin Fields screams Atlanta Falcons to me. Especially now with the coach. Because this is a guy with limitations just like Ryan Tannehill. Right. If they wind up with him at four, you put him behind Matt Ryan for a year, and you, and you let the fan base know, hey, it's, it, it's this is going to take a minute. But Matt Ryan's there for three more years, isn't he? Yeah, but there are outs. It, it's not as ugly as it is this year. Because <laughs> right now, it's... It's a fifty million dollar dead cap hit, right? So you're not going to be doing that, right? It's it's just a contract that they're not going to be able to get out of. It's, I mean, if they cut him after June one, it would save them seventeen and a half million dollars. Okay. You'd still have a twenty three million dollar cap hit, but you know, then you get into next year, and now it's much more palatable. Yeah, you bite the bullet on that one. Do you? I mean, you got to find a trade partner, though. I mean, you don't just outright cut Matt Ryan he's still going to have value after the after next year. I mean, right, don't you don't you still consider him top half of the league in quarterbacks? Not really. Really? No. I mean, really. Ryan Matt Ryan's one of those guys that I just look at and go, "You're you're doing stuff. You're you're there." <laughs> Matt Ryan's like old Jared Goff to me. Okay. Like you're, I mean, you're not the worst quarterback in the league. You're Mm -hmm. not Gardner Minshew. You're not Pat Mahomes either, though. Right. He was just, and I'll be honest with you, historically I don't look at Matt Ryan in the same light that a lot of people do. He was always a stat accumulator to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he played in a Super Bowl, and other than that, I never really felt like he was a threat to do much of anything. Yeah. He always throws for a lot of yards. He's had target after target after target while he's been there. I mean, they had you know Roddy White, and then transitioned to Julio Jones, and now there's Calvin Ridley. He had Tony Gonzalez. He had Tony Gonzalez in there at one point. Exactly. Like he's always had weapons around him. But I've always felt like he is. I think he's still top half of the league. Definitely. I don't. I don't really think it's all that close, to be honest I, with you. I, I think the stats would, would disagree with you I don't care right. about stats. I don't, how long do we have to do this before Why you understand you that I don't about care stats. about stats? But stats matter. Not really. No, they really don't. Okay. Statistically, Eli Manning was not a great quarterback. He had two mm-hmm. Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. And historically, he's better than Matt Ryan. Even though Matt Ryan shellacks him in Every statistical category. Right. That's why I don't care. I care about how you play on the field. I care about how likely you are to lead your team to a title. And I thought Matt Ryan could do it for about an hour. That's it. Yeah. I never bought, I I never really bought into Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. He had this bad habit of constantly throwing that killer interception at the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. No, maybe Arthur will help with that. I don't know that, that Matt Ryan fits in, in, into that. I, I really don't. And now you gotta understand it's a very small sample, sample size with Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen what he could do with Ryan Tannehill. It was really important that Tannehill was mobile. He got him out. He was outside of the, he threw outside of the pocket more than any quarterback in the NFL. That should tell you everything you need to know. What, what is your favorite quarterback stat that tells you the most about a quarterback? It's QBR, right? Uh, That's your favorite. It's the one I use the most. I'm right. not going to say it's my favorite because it's not infallible. Would you like to take a guess where Matt Ryan ranks in QBR this this season? Uh, there, uh, and, and and I'll I'll go one step further. There are 33 players that qualify for the QBR. I stat feel like you're telling me for, that for season losers. It's low, isn't it? No, oh, it's not. No, not. No. There's 33. The all right, I'm 16. It's 16. Yeah, it's, it's uh, top half of the league. It was either real <laughs> low or it was the number you had already said. It was right in the middle. I don't know. I just look at it, and I, I hope that Arthur Smith is given the time because he is a young coach, and this is a job that I'm. I feel very sure. Very sure over the last 24 hours. I'm not going to say he had to be coaxed into taking this job. There had to be some assurances. Right. Because Cruella DeVille's husband has a very, you know, less than ideal team built down there. Oh, poor Arthur Blank. Arthur DeVille. He takes so many shots from Jeremy for having his pencil-thin mustache. Well, that's because he looks like Cruella DeVille's husband. He looks like in his closet there is a coat made of puppies. And he Uh, laughs like Snidely Whiplash. And 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 he's a (laughs) one... and from every it, i had never <laughs> yeah, thought of that he does and from everything i've ever been told he's a wonderful charitable man i have uh-huh. n- I have no personal issue with the man right except the fact that he looks like a villain in an action movie this is actually what this is all about this is all th- this is all just about arthur blank getting closer to fred smith this is, <laughs> oh. this is this is the head of home depot wanting to get up with the head of fedex I didn't see where you were going with that. (laughs) But, I mean, to me, this is as good a hire as Atlanta was going to have. Yes, I agree. I I think they knocked this one out of the park. Because when you're looking for a head coach, the one thing I've always hated is either the retreads. You know, you're going with a guy who's might have had mediocre success somewhere else, and you're trying to say, well, maybe it'll work this time. Or you go for a young guy and give him his shot. And I think that's exactly, and I think Arthur Smith understands where this franchise sits right now. They're in cap hell, and you're going to have to do a complete rebuild because you're going to have to, you know, it, 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 it's the, the start of a new era. I don't think they hire Arthur Smith as a bridge to the next era. I think they want to start it right now. Correct. Get Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, let's figure out what we're going to do with those guys. Probably got another year, maybe two years with those guys before it becomes financially feasible. Oh, I mean, to if you're a Falcons fan, today is step one of a five-step process that ultimately looks that, that leads to your team not looking anything like what you've known it to look like for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. I mean, there's. this was probably, outside of maybe Robert Sala, this is maybe the hottest candidate in this coaching cycle. He mm-hmm. interviewed for six of the seven jobs. He didn't take this without some assurances. And those are, we have to get out of what you have been doing for the last 15 years, yep. which is kicking the can down the road, salary cap-wise. You restructure deals and you do all these things. Well, now you're officially at the time where you have to pay the piper. I I said this stat on the Sportsocracy this morning. They are $25 million over the salary cap for next year. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many players are on an active NFL roster? 53, right? 53. Do you know how many players they have under contract whilst being $25 million over the salary cap? 40. 31. Yikes. They are 22 players short of, and I'm not talking... Nothing else. Right. They have 31 players under contract. 31 players under contract, already $25 million over the cap for next year. The, how do you do that? Indentured servitude? I, I, I have no idea. Oh, how do you fix it? <laughs> yeah, how do well, you fix that? Well, they're going to have to bite the bullet. You're going to have to cut some guys. You're going to have, I mean. Raid the, the XFL. N- no. <laughs> I mean, the minimum salary is still the minimum salary. The the What Atlanta is going to have to do is they're going to have to make some uncomfortable decisions here. The bad thing is that they don't have a lot of guys that make it a lot better. And here's something that I think needs to be said. You got about one year left of Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing you can do with him right now. You're, you're 23 twenty three million dead money. It doesn't even help you to cut him. But this is probably the end. Do you think he's cuttable? <sighs> Or is he AJ Green? Well, AJ Green's a free agent, so right. But but, but that's what I'm saying is like he's still going to have a job. He's still worth something to somebody. You're right, but you're missing the point. So after 2021, there's no guaranteed money left. Mm-hmm. You know how much he makes a year? 20. There's not a team in the league that would pay him that. Mm-mm. There's not one. So I mean, is he tradable? I sure. I don't know who's signing, to take, who's signing up to take on $40 million over two years right? for a guy that is perpetually hurt. Mm-hmm. One of the and, mo- and I mean, I can keep doing this. The, yeah. th- this whole roster is littered with guys like Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. But on the bright side, at least they didn't do what the Lions did. The Lions hired the guy that only they talked to. <laughs> so the Detroit Lions are apparently going to get Dan Campbell. And actually, I really like Dan Campbell, just let that be known. Who is the assistant head coach and the tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints. They can't make him an offer until the Saints are out of it? Or have they even talked to him? They've talked to him virtually. Right, but they can't have an in-person meeting with him until the season's over. Correct, That's the lioniest thing you'll ever hear in your life. Yeah. Well, they're settling on Dan Campbell as the guy. And it it took me a moment. Like when I first, when Jeremy first said it to me, I was thinking Matt Campbell at Iowa State. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I thought about it. No, Dan Campbell is that big jacked dude. That was the interim coach for the dolphins a few years back. Yeah. He played in the league for like 15 years. Yeah. He's a very large man. Mm -hmm. And I think he'll be a good coach. He was an interim coach for the dolphins at one point. He's a sharp guy. He just wasn't necessarily the most in-demand guy. Yeah, and if you don't remember Dan Campbell from his playing days, it's probably because he spent part of his time on those uh, those Detroit Lions teams that were so bad. He was he was part of the 0-16 year. As a coach? No, he, when he played. He was on that 0-16 team with Dan Orlovsky. Dan Campbell was? Mm-hmm. I don't think he played that long. He did. He played from 1999 to 2009. And he was, hmm. what was this? Went to Detroit. Yeah. In 2008, he was a part of the 0 16 campaign huh. for the Detroit Lions. And the article that, uh, that I'm reading this from says, Oh, so that means he understands, you know, the, the want in Detroit for a winner. Oh, okay. I mean, you can understand that all you want to, but until you can turn that thing into a winner, I don't think you're going to get any credit for understanding the plight of Lions fans. He's been a popular interview for a while. I mean, he's interviewed for a bunch of jobs, and apparently, he interviews very well. Mm -hmm. I'm just—I have some reservations about a guy that the highest you've been is tight ends coach, and you were an interim coach for. A handful of games well he was assistant head coach and that's fine does that mean anything to you not necessarily he's if sean a- payton gives you that title okay that think something. about the okay think about the hierarchy of new orleans you, you, sean payton has his thumb on everything in that offense yes do you think there's any chance he's overlapping pete carmichael no, Pete Carmichael's the offensive coordinator. This is a guy that I'm frankly shocked has never gotten a, a head coaching job. So I mean, you're at, at best you're third in command on the offense. I mean, and I understand you have some there are other roles and the more CEO type. I I get it. That's just I mean, this is a guy that's never called a play, ever. Right, and that always makes me nervous. Well, Tampa might be able to hold on to their defensive coordinator uh, after all. Todd Bowles has been interviewing for some jobs. Todd had- Bowles was supposed to interview with the Lions, and they went, let's be real. <laughs> You're not getting this job. Let's just you know, let's just call this whole thing off. It's fine. You just stay where you are. Right. Uh, apparently, they mutually decided to cancel the interview that they had scheduled after it became clear that he was unlikely to get the job. Yeah, that means that conversation went exactly how I just said it went. Let's be real. You're not getting this job. And he looked back at him and went, I didn't want this job anyway. (laughs) ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer taproom on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com This is G. DeGarrow, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, The Sports Tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Alright, it's ESPN Asheville. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday evening. Because I I just... I want to see if we can do it. One playoff win was not enough for me. I want another playoff win Uh in this century. he's getting greedy. (laughs) Just one more. I'll settle for just one more. Can we get to the NFC Championship game? A little something to build on for next year. I don't need to have it all right now. I mean, I eventually won it all but you know i'll take baby steps you've won a super bowl in your lifetime i haven't i don't want to hear your complaining (laughs) but it's been it's been 18 years it's been 52 years i don't want to hear your complaining (laughs) yeah the new york jets don't have a uh, super bowl win in this century but they do have a new head coach that could lead them to the promised land, Robert I, Sala. I'm very excited about this hire too. Well, I mean, he's definitely going to give your defense a boost, but does he fill the role of what they of what they said what they said they wanted in this coaching search to find someone who would represent the entire team and not just half the team? I believe so. I, I think that and I'll be honest with you, I started swinging to the side of they're going to end up hiring Robert Salah. Mm -hmm. First of all, when I heard he really wanted the job, he thought this was the best job out there. He interviewed for six of the seven as well, I think. And he said this is, to people in his circle, he said this is the best job on the market it's the one I want. That that makes me feel warm and fuzzy, first of all. Second of all, this is the first Jet head coaching hire in the last, uh, probably since Bill Parcells, that I didn't go, why? Why are we doing this? Even Why with do you Rex? do this to me? I liked Rex, but even with Rex, there was a thing of: Are we going to be able to score ever? Or <laughs> for me with Rex, there was more of: Is this for real? Are y'all putting me on? Because he just didn't seem. Oh, I loved Rex. head coachy. Mm, but I love Rex, and, and oh, I, I and I love Rex as a commentator. Now I loved him as the person oh, no, I, I can't really stand him as an analyst, but oh, I I, oh, I love with him it. vehemently oh, on a lot of things. I'm telling you, I haven't talked about this on on this show. I don't know if they're doing this this week, but I really hope so. The mega cast of playoff games on oh, ESPN, yeah. I highly advise it. it. Was him and Brewski and Keyshawn and and all the guys and Rex Ryan was Mm phenomenal his take on Marquise Brown is one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my life what did he say Marquise Brown let one hit him in the hands over the middle and Rex just went off about that's why I hate little receivers I can't stand little receivers he looked at Keyshawn and he said you would have caught that you would have caught that ball I was trying to look up here to see if they were going to do it again this week but I don't know I don't think ESPN has a game this week. I I don't don't. either, which is unfortunate because it's the outside of Red Zone, it's the best way to watch a game. They don't. It's Fox and NBC on uh, tomorrow. Oh, which means we get Chris Collinsworth, which is, that's fun. (laughs) I'm glad we're doing that. And then CBS and Fox for the Sunday games. So you have Tony Romo in the morning, and then you get uh, Joe Buck at night. Huzzah huzzah and Troy Aikman who apparently is convinced that uh that Doug Peterson was all about Jalen Hurts and that's why he got fired I have seen differing accounts on that apparently Troy Aikman came out and said that he he believes or he heard that Doug Peterson was all in on Jalen Hurts and didn't want anything to do with Carson Wentz anymore and that's why he got fired but there have been of course differing accounts that say that was never said do you think it was uh, with doug peterson i think the 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 line that i've heard about doug peterson is that he got tired of being told what to do mm-hmm. it was you're gonna do you're not allowed to hire this guy as the coordinator you're not allowed to we want an outside presence and, and all these other things and he went i'm not doing that right well, now he's sitting here without a job. We thought that it was going to be a foregone conclusion that he was going to go He didn't even Joe. interview with the Jets. Right. We thought he was going to follow Joe Douglas to the Jets. That's actually part of what makes me love the Robert Salah hiring so much. Is that, no, that there was yeah. no nepotism to this. Yeah, it wasn't the low-hanging fruit. It yeah, it was. Well, and that's the thing is that it, when we, and this happens so much in NFL coaching searches. Is, oh, these two guys work together and they know each other. And that leads to bad way more often than it leads to good. Mm -hmm. I'm completely lost, by the way, on who's going to take the Houston Texans job. That's the one job left that I'm like, I don't have a clue. You don't think it's, uh, well, we don't think it's Eric Bianami. No, he doesn't want that job. And apparently they don't want him to have that job. Who have they hired? Or, I mean, who have they interviewed? Uh, I know they actually they asked to interview the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, but like late in the process, they have interviewed Joe Brady. These are their, <laughs> Houston's such a train wreck. <laughs> their three confirmed interviews are Joe Brady, Jim Caldwell, and Marvin Lewis. Why am I not surprised? Yikes! See, hey, I th- they requested a- to interview their own offensive coordinator. I'm Wait, not kidding. You that? I have no idea. This is coming straight from Pro Football Focus. They requested their own offensive coordinator, <laughs> and Leslie Frazier and Eric Bieniemy, who turned them down, and David Culley of the of the Ravens. You can imagine two guys in the same office sitting there. Hey, uh, d- would it be okay? Can I? Can I? Can I do an interview with our our offensive can, coordinator? Can we do that? Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? You think he'd take it? Uh-huh. Nobody else seems to want to take it. So. Will officially put the request in with his agent. I guess it's just it's so bizarre to me that they've. I mean, they've done virtually nothing. I mean, we're down to three openings left: the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Texans, and the Chargers. The Chargers is, I believe, a far, foregone conclusion. There's going to be Brian Dayball. Okay. The Eagles, I've heard be enemy a lot. There, there are a there have been a couple other rumblings, but that job was also the last one to open mm-hmm. with the Texans. I can genuinely say, I don't have a clue. You could pull any name out of a hat and I would go, sure, that sounds good. They should probably do that. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, today's story comes to us from, uh, I guess this is up in uh, New York, Albany County. Is this a stupid criminal story? This is a stupid criminal story. I, I love, love stupid criminal stories. I love stupid criminal stories as well. Uh, all right, so two guys are under arrest after allegedly leaving drugs in a rental car. They return the rental car. And when the, you know, rental car company did the inspection of the vehicle, they found drugs inside. So, um, they did the right thing. They didn't pocket the drugs. They, they called the cops and they said, Hey, we found drugs in this rental car. And they said, okay, we'll send somebody down to check it out. Cops come down to, to do the investigation. While the cops are there, the two men come back to claim the drugs that they left in the car. Congratulations, you are the DAs of the day. <sighs> Why do I feel like it's necessary to tell people like if you're going to do these nefarious things and you're going to leave them in a public place, don't go back to claim them. Like that's well, awesome. I mean, they were gonna, you just write that off and see it's you're done. And and that part is very stupid, but you're stuck they would have found them anyway. Oh yeah. It's not like they would be going who uh, had this car but this, we didn't have, we didn't write that down right but see that's the thing it made it so much easier that while the cops are there doing the investigation and writing up the report uh these guys just waltz back in and like hey uh did y'all find some drugs <laughs> And the cops were like hey uh i need to talk to you while they were uh doing the investigation and interviewing the two guys um, they found one of them in possession of 140 glassine envelopes containing a quantity of heroin more than 35 grams of MDMA, 62 counterfeit oxycodone pills pressed with fentanyl uh, 10 suboxone strips and a quantity of marijuana, which the po- the picture that they posted, it's numerous bags of marijuana uh, and one of the guys also had uh, $5,600 in cash on him. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. Uh, Mister Hilton, I think is his name, or, or Hiltz, excuse me, Asim Hiltz, 26 years old, he's facing the bevy of charges for all of those drugs. The other guy that was with him, he just had a little bit of pot on him, so he's facing lesser charges. But... Story. The 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 moral of the story here is: if you leave your drugs in a real car, don't go back to find them. You can blame it on somebody else later. So there's a moral of your story. There's a moral of my story too. The moral of my story is apparently beer drinkers don't care about spelling. True. Have you ever heard of Sapporo? Sapporo. Sapporo is a Japanese uh, beer brewery company. And okay. they have been ready and gearing up for a new beverage launch on February 1st. That's a big deal. They made, they brewed the beer, everything's all good, they ordered the branding, and then they got the cans. And they spelled lager L-A-G-A-R. Oh, yes, the, the, uh, the lagar. Yes. I like lagers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, they decided to scrap the launch. We're not going to do this. And then they were inundated with emails from their clientele saying, Oh, if you'll send it to me, I'll drink it. Yeah. At which point they apparently looked at each other and went, Apparently nobody cares. So now they're going to bottle it and ship it out. Well, why why would they think in the first place that anyone would care? First of all, on the label, it's about the size of your pinky nail. Oh, no. That's how big it is on the label. And they were just going to scrap the whole thing. Yeah. Like, what do you, but that's the thing. What do you do with that beer? You're going to scrap the launch. Okay, well you're gonna take the beer out of those cans and put them in different cans? No, you just gonna let, let it sit going. in the warehouse. Yeah, so that's why I, I heck, if I'd have known what this was, I probably would have wrote them a letter too. I'll drink your misspelled yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, let me have some. Does it change how if it's misspelled, does that change how it tastes? Yeah. You can that I'm still in. You can officially hire me as quality control officer and I will get rid of all of it for you quality control the other story that i almost told was uh the oscar meyer wiener is apparently or the oscar meyer Mobile is looking for drivers okay Is that pay good it, it that's not the part that struck me it never said anything about the pay okay what caught me was did you know that they live in that thing in the Mobile? yeah no is there like a bed in there like I, I guess I, I guess it's like a great big camper nice I mean you got plenty of room obviously but you also drive it for one year. Like you that's your you job just tour right? the country you're just for a year. Yeah, you're just riding around the country mm. in a giant hot dog. I mean depending on what the pay is. And you know why I didn't te- you know why I wasn't going to tell this story? Cuz I really don't want to find a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel, I feel like if I'm losing you to anything, it's going to be losing you to driving around a giant. No, hot no, dog. no. See, you're 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 missing this. This is an opportunity for us. So you said yesterday you would like to do a year on the road. Can we call Oscar Mayer and get them to let us have the Oscar Mayer Mobile, turn it into a mobile studio, and then we can do two things at once. We can drive the Wienermobile everywhere and have shows every day from the road. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a brilliant idea. That might be the smartest thing you've ever said to yeah, me. Yeah. The only thing is that I believe that if you and I were in the Oscar Meyer mobile, it wouldn't take 30 exits before one of us was thinking things that aren't good like... about causing bodily harm to the other one. Oh, well, I mean, there's, there is that you're way too neat for me. True. Oh, like, it, the moment you leave your socks laying on the floor of the Wienermobile, we're going to have an issue. Well, here's the thing. I don't wear socks, so that's not a problem. I don't wear shoes. Also, that's where we'll have the fight. Like, Jeremy, please, dear God, put the shoes on. It stinks in here. Yeah, I, I don't wear shoes. so <laughs> You're ruining the baloney smell. with you. <laughs> Well, you took that down a path with that your I wasn't gro- prepared to With your gross feet. That would be cool to drive around the country in a giant hot dog, just going to sporting events. Uh, yeah, it would. did we just come up with a brainstorm on the air? I think we did. I think that's how you lose your intellectual property because we just said it to a lot of people. Well, that's fine. They don't have shows. We do. We got one we, up on. We do have a little leverage. <laughs> However, we do have one. There's one and giant negative with work- me. I don't like to drive. And I know all the words to the jingle. I've bought every kind of product that Oscar Mayer has ever made. I feel like this is a marriage made in heaven, honestly. Keys to the win this weekend in the divisional playoff games. What has to happen, the number one thing, for each team to win in their matchups? First game coming up tomorrow is the Rams against the Packers. For you, Jeremy, what is the number one thing that the Rams have to do if they're going to be able to beat Aaron Rodgers? They have to be able to run and control the clock. The more the ball is in Aaron Rodgers' hands, the less likely they are to win this game. Mm-hmm. And if they get behind, they're doomed. If you put this completely on the shoulders of Jared Goff, you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. The Pack has not been the best team against the, against the run this year. In fact, in their last three games, they're giving up over 125 yards rushing. Last game, Cam Akers had, you know, one of his best games as a rookie. I'm not going to say it was best because I don't know if that's factually true. But over the last four or five weeks, he's been carrying the ball a lot. I agree with you. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you, what kind of shot you got to give Aaron Donald before the game starts. However bad that rib's hurting, you got to make that pain go away because you are going to need him to be on top of his game. The rib injury does kind of concern me. But if they are if the Rams are going to win this game, they are going to have to get after Aaron Rodgers. And the one thing that they have been really good at is pressuring the quarterback this year. They're number two in pass rush. The problem, the problem is the Green Bay offensive line is number two in block rate. So <laughs> now that's with Bakhtiari, so there, there is, this is true. That leads me into my key for the Green Bay Packers. You have to keep Aaron upright. That's the only thing that can go wrong here. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't think the Rams can score on you enough to outscore you. But if Aaron gets harassed and this goes like, I don't know, the NFC Championship game last year against the 49ers, that could be your one undoing. Yep, uh, Jared Garf in the cold again. It doesn't look good. But that defense for the LA Rams, I think they'll be able to at least keep this game close. Ravens and the Bills tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. This one's up in Buffalo. What do the Ravens have to do if they're going to pull the upset? Not get behind. If you get behind, you're doomed. If this becomes Lamar Jackson throws 30-plus times, you have zero shot of winning this game. (laughs) I think that goes for anybody that the Baltimore Ravens play. Uh Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that, I mean, that's a lather, wrench, repeat key to the game. Yeah. Stay ahead of the chain, stay on schedule, mm-hmm. score points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if, uh, if Baltimore's going to win, they're going to have to pound the football just over and over and over again. They're only the third team in NFL history to have three running backs with over 700 yards in one season. Just stick with the game plan. Yep. And you're going to have to hope for a lot of luck on the other side. You're going to need some (laughs) (laughs) luck. Is there, uh, you know, I don't know, can we throw some banana peels down? Get Stefan Diggs to slip on one? Oh, you're playing Mario Kart? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the the key to Buffalo, you got to find the schematic flaw that the Tennessee Titans found last week. Mm -hmm. I think it will continue to be Marlon Humphrey on the outside. I think Marlon Humphrey, outside, one-on-one, whether it's with uh, John Brown or Stephon Diggs, really those two. Mm-hmm. Brown can beat you deep. Diggs can just beat you, period. Right. And you're going to have to. Can I mean, you can't let up. You can never let up, and that's what Tennessee did. Right. Uh, the and Bills, then they never got back to it. Yeah. The Bills just have to show up and do what they do. If they stick to the game plan that they've been following... Since the beginning of the season, <laughs> they should win this game. I agree with you. Uh, the Browns and the Chiefs on Sunday. That's the, uh, the first game of the day. What do the Browns have to do to pull the upset? Make Baker do less. The more of this you put on Baker Mayfield, the more likely you are to get blown out. Mm-hmm. This has to be Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hand. The more if Pat Mahomes, if you told me this was a thirty thirty split mm-hmm. in time of possession, Kansas City won this game by four touchdowns, and I really mean that. Yeah, if if it's even close, Cleveland has no shot. Right, because yeah. they score fast, they score often, and I have this funny feeling that there's a gear of Kansas City that we haven't seen yet. I think they kind of sleptwalk through the back half of the uh, of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I have this weird feeling that there is a, there's another gear that they're getting ready to hit. Yeah. How many times have they heard someone on the radio or television say Kansas City's not blowing teams out? They play too many teams too close. I feel like that's the case as well. Uh, the Chiefs just have to do what they do. Again, they're, they're the favorite. They don't necessarily have to do anything very special in this game. I mean, you got to have Pat Mahomes hitting Tyreek Hill like he does every game. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't care about Denzel Ward or whoever they're going to throw at him. I, I mean, saw the stat earlier today. Denzel Ward hasn't given up more than 80 yards in a game in five years, dating back to when he was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't really care what you did in college. Uh, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, this is a little different. It is a little different. But, yeah, long, methodical drives, and you got to have touchdowns, not field goals for the Cleveland Browns if they're going to be able to win this one. Um, Casey's going to have to put the pressure on Baker, though. Casey just has to show up. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is avoid a letdown. If Kansas City shows up, I don't care how poorly they play, they'll win this game. Yeah, and Baker's going to be in trouble if he has uh, some guy named Blake filling in. On his uh, offensive line again, which looks like is going to happen with Joel ben- ben- Betonio out last week. Did you see that in the post game? Yeah. Baker said uh, some guy named Blake I met before the game. He did a fine job blocking for me today. <laughs> last one, Bucks and the Saints. This one's super close to me. This is the clo- to me this is the closest game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. What do the Bucs have to do if they're going to avoid the three-game sweep? I My key on Tampa Bay is going to be different probably than anything you hear from anybody else. They have to be able to run. Okay. I'm not afraid of what Tom Brady's going to do. I'm not afraid of that. Mm-hmm. But if you're one-dimensional, this defense will tee off on you. Because mm-hmm. this is a good defense. And Demario Davis is a, a signal caller of the defense. That's a smart guy. Yeah. And if he starts figuring out that you can't do anything to them in the running game, you are in trouble. Tampa Tampa Bay announced earlier today that Leonard Fournette will be starting in this game. Rojo is a game-time decision. I think they've been running the ball a lot better the last few weeks. And if they can continue to do that, I agree with you. Give them different looks. Keep them guessing. You have so to, be, to speak. You're going to have to be multiple against this defense. Well, the number one thing that they have to do, though, is something that they have failed to do against many teams this year, especially the New Orleans Saints, and especially against the Washington uh, Football Team last week. You got to get off the field. You got to. You got to get stops on third down. You cannot allow Drew Brees to sit back there and pick you apart. And that's what they've been. That, that you know they're they're playing so deep that they don't want to give up anything big. But it leaves all the underneath stuff. And so I could see Emmanuel Sanders having a big day, just getting dinks and dunks. And if it's third and seven and they keep letting Drew Brees get first downs, it's it's going to be bad. So you've got to step up on defense. You've got to make sure that you can shut down those drives. Get off the field in four. It's the only way that they're going to have any success. I mean, obviously, you're not going to do that every time but you got to get enough stops uh, in this game to matter because I think they are going to be able to score points. With, a- with Antonio Brown, I think he- he- he's my favorite new addition to this team. I was so scared when he was joining the Bucks, but they figured out a may- way to make it work, and now they've all gotten comfortable in that offense. I think this, this game is going to be down to the wire, barn burner, uh, for a chance to go to Green Bay next week and play in the NFC Championship game. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming up after the break, we'll have a Monkey Knife Fight. All right, it's time for a Monkey Knife Fight. Daily fantasy sports props galore can be found at monkeyknifefight.com. If you have not set up your account, please do so. Go on and uh, make your initial investment. And for using the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, Monkeyknifefight.com will match your initial investment up to $50. They will also give you a $5 free play, which you could use on tonight's free money game from Jeremy. The free money play game I'm playing is the more or less 2x2 3.2x multiplier. This was the easiest decision that we've had in this segment, probably since we've been doing it. Uh, I took the in the Milwaukee Bucks and Dallas Mavericks, Over 29.5 points for Luka Doncic. Over 27.5 for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those do seem like low thresholds. Yes, that will take your $5 buy-in turn it into a $16 prize. All right, there you go. Get that free money right now at monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code TANK. That is my favorite game of the night. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And it kicks off what is going to be a wonderful weekend of sports. I'm looking very forward to it. Lots of things to talk about Monday, mm-hmm. and I just have this funny feeling. I mean, am I the only one that feels like everything in this weekend feels predetermined? Not not like it's scripted or anything like that. But if it doesn't go the way I think it will, it's going to blow my mind. It will hmm. blow my mind if the Chiefs lose lose to the Browns. Yes. It will blow my mind if the Ravens lose to the Bills. Yes. It will blow my mind if the Rams beat the Packers. Yes, and I think you said that last one backwards, if the Bills lose to the Ravens. that's Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's yeah, not what I said. Yeah, that's not what you said. I mean, I all those three things would blow my mind. Yes. And you know what that usually means? One of them's going to happen. Yeah, there's going to be an upset. One of them's going to happen. Somewhere. I don't know which one's going to be. Right. But one of them will happen. Uh, Tampa Bay-New Orleans is the one game that I'm not convinced goes either way. That, I mean, it's going to go one well, way or I mean, the other. Obviously, but I'm not convinced, overly convinced for New Orleans. I'm not overly convinced for my Bucks. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Two of the greatest to ever do it, going at it for the first time ever on the playoff stage. And it would probably be the only time we see it, because I do believe that Drew Brees is on his way out. This could be the last game ever for Drew Brees. That's, then, another, that's another part of this. Yeah, and then we also have a historic night in the MMA tomorrow night, as they will be they will be fighting... On ABC for the first time ever, which is insane. Yeah. But tomorrow night's uh, tomorrow night's uh, what is it, a featherweight division main event between Max Holloway and Chris Kattan, or Calvin Qatar Sorry, I, I keep saying. calling him Chris Kattan. He look he looks he was the that was the dude that did the Monkey Boy on uh, on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you say it earlier, and I just went, what did he what just did say he to just me? Say? Yeah, no, Calvin Katar and uh, Max Holloway fighting on primetime on ABC tomorrow night as well. We'll have all your recaps coming up on Monday in the Sportsocracy, at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias. Like it, share it, and follow it. Be back here on Monday afternoon at 3 here on ESPN Asheville. Have a great weekend.